I've made a couple of videos about sacred fire, particularly in relation to Yule. And I mentioned uh, the issue and the trouble of having a constant fire, a Yule fire that burns throughout the period, like it was traditionally the case with the Yule hearth, whose sacred fire burned throughout Yule. In this video, I'll make a suggestion for a concrete practice in how to do that today. Also in living conditions where a hearth isn't necessarily a possibility. It is a suggestion that I actually got from a, a follower of mine, which really inspired me using a traditional altar lamp or chancel lamp to keep a Yule fire. There's a strong intuition or drive towards ceremonial making of Yule fire. In recent times there has been like the uh, Yule Leucht or Yule Lanterns or uh, Swedish heathens have recently uh, invented a tradition that they call Ventljusstokken or uh, sun weight candles. And these are just a couple of specifically heathen leaning practices because of course all those lighting of Christmas trees and lights in the streets and all that stuff is basically part of that same drive to light fire or bring light in the darkest times of year. So I made, for instance, a little video about the traditional ceremony around making Yule candles, timing it with the sun and the moon. And my videos about sacred fire uh, also addressed the lighting of the Yule hearth. Um, a hearth fire that should burn throughout the Yule and uh, I sort of aired my open question for how exactly to make that work today. And then this follower of mine came with a brilliant idea uh, based on her own neo-pagan practice. A Dutch woman named Sia Eloka uh, referred me to her own YouTube demonstration for how to make a flame burn for years. Her suggestion was really good and I immediately actually proceeded to how to figure out how to do that. And it was remarkable because more than just a recent invention, like for instance the sunweight candles, uh, this particular practice is based on very, very ancient tradition, which I guess is kind of cool. It is based on a specific kind of sacred lamp which is typical of Orthodox and sometimes even of Catholic Christianity. But for instance, in Orthodox Christianity, these constant burning lamps with an eternal flame uh, are sometimes found in people's homes. They have a number of names, such as sanctuary lamps, altar lamps, eternal flame, everlasting lamp light, uh, chancel lamp, and so on. This practice is also found in other Abrahamic, Abrahamic religions. Uh, I think you find it in Islam and in Judaism it is certainly a very old practice. In uh, the Old Testament, God commands that a lamp filled with the finest olive oil should always burn in the tabernacle. This practice may have become so widespread in the Abrahamic temple practice because it 
was already there, in practiced in pagan temples in the Mediterranean area. Lamps burning as a votive offering to the gods is just a thing. It's a bit like lighting candles or burning incense. It's too universally there to be sort of religion-specific. Ancient Greeks, they had a lamp with an eternal flame in the sanctuary of Athena in the Acropolis. Lamps have been lit to statues of Hermes, uh, Romans lighted candles and lamps uh, to their home patron deities, sometimes candelabra. Uh, and in the Temple of Apollo uh, of Rome, in Rome, there, were, there was also a, uh, this kind of a lamp. This here is a terracotta oil lamp for the god Serapis. So here I'll just demonstrate to you how I'm shamelessly appropriating back this practice into uh, polytheist tradition. The use of a votive lamp here specifically for the purpose of tending to a Yule fire. A Yule lamp for keeping the fire throughout Yule as a contemporary approximation to the more traditional practice where animists uh, who used to ceremonially light a Yule hearth, you know, a sacred fire at the beginning of Yule and keep it going throughout the Yule period and share food and drink with it. Cool. So first of all, you need a specific kind of object. In English, they're called a floating wick or wicks, floating wicks. Uh, you can make that yourself as Sia actually is demonstrating in her video. It's not that dis difficult. You basically cut out a little metal out of an empty beer can, then you glue some cork on it, cut a little cross, and then put, buy a wick and pull it through. Then you have a floating wick. But you can also buy floating wicks online. Uh, I prefer the ones that aren't overridden with all kinds of Christian invocations. Um, and I'll get back to how to actually use them. Then you need a glass of sorts. Um, I happened upon these rather large sort of grail-like cups and I thought they look cool. So I took, I took a couple of them. Um, Importantly, the sides of this glass should not curve in, inwards too much because the flame will be floating in there. And if the sides curve inwards, then the flame will actually burn the, the, the sides of the glass. Then you need to go to your local hobby shop and find some of that kind of paint, which you know you can paint on glass and then it will solidify like glazing when you, glazing when you put, it, uh, put the glass in, in, in an oven. So what I did was I painted this glass with the symbols of Yule, a series of primstaffs that mark the Yule period, quite simply, uh, these primstaffs. Uh, but you can also find your own versions of, of, of primstaffs. Primstaffs are a, uh, an explosively creative form language, actually. And the ones that I have communicated in my, my book, Nordic Animist Year, by the way, you can find on my homepage, that's only a selection of staffs that I, for whatever reason, found that it was meaningful to uh, to use. And then I also write here in runes on this glass. Um, I write what I engage as the ancient proclamation of Yule, which uh, is recorded in historical material, the cry Yule, Yule, Yule. It looks as if this ceremonial shouting was a way that heathens proclaimed Yule uh, or invoked Yule, at least in the mid 9th century when the Byzantine emperor with a crazy name Constantine Porphyrogenitos uh, described 
Swedish Vikings, Varangian Guards, shouting something of that sort when they ran, ran around in masks, uh, demonstrating their uh, traditional Yule celebration to the, the court of the emperor. So that is why I write that, quite simply, Yule, Yule, Yule. Yule, Yule, Yule! Yule, Yule, Yule! Then on a more personal note, I write my own invocation and prayer to Odin, Jolnir. Odin, the Yule bringer, the king of the wild hunt as the spirit of Yule. And uh, you can do something similar, or you can write something else to perhaps invoke some of all those other de deities and spirits that you see as associated with uh, this period. The Sami, for instance, had a whole class of other-than-human uh, subjects called uh, Yule Folkets, uh, the Yule pe people, the Yauloherra, uh, a Sami notion of the wild hunt as this flow of spirit through the land at the darkest time of year. And of course, this idea is also very common in, in, uh, in the Nordic area. I chose the color blue uh, because uh, uh, I associate that with Odin, who uh, sometimes wear a, a cape that is named Blah, in Old Norse, a word that can mean black or blue. Uh, and I actually wanted to make this Yule lamp and sell it from uh, my shop, but uh, never got around to it. When you have finished painting on your glass, then you basically just follow the description of the hobby paint and give the glass the time it needs for the writing to solidify it. Your Yule lamp is now finished. You uh, pour a bit of water in the bottom uh, I'm not sure why that is, you know, uh, it might serve different purposes, a bit of fire security perhaps, but I also think there's a symbolic aspect actually to this water in the bottom of the, the, the lamp. Figure that out for yourself. Then you pour some normal cooking oil on top of it, so the oil stays on top of the water. If you want to be fancy, you can use olive oil, uh, but to my mind the important thing is that it's cooking oil. I've been using sunflower oil. It is food, that's a point, because that makes this little lamp into almost a mini version of a sacrificial fire. You are giving some of your life sustenance to that flame. Uh, the Yule hearth is fed with food and drink traditionally, so it makes sense that keeping the flame of the Yule hearth alive, that that is on an offering that continuously lives of human food. So don't go and buy some weird eternal lamp oil in a Catholic shop that some priests have been muttering their weird formulas on. Take some sunflower oil or some cooking oil from your local supermarket. It works, works fine and it doesn't smell. You then take your wick and pull it out about the length of the eraser tip in, in the end of an old-fashioned pencil, just like, like this. <laughs> uh, if it is a dry wick, you'll have to moisten it a little bit with the oil in order to light, lighten it. If you've bought uh, wicks, then typically they will be uh, impregnated with uh, beeswax, and then you can just light it and voila. Uh, the light from your sacred fire shines, blesses, empowers, it activates the invocation of Yule that you have uh, created on your Yule lamp. So I suggest then lighting this fire uh, as a flint fire, uh, like I've demonstrated in a, in a former video, preferably uh, a need fire lit from for the hearth, you know, if you ha actually have a hearth. Um, uh, but then uh, the flames of this hearth can be taken and give light to the Yule lamp. This means that you can let your Yule hearth 
uh, or your hearth die out, but you still have the Yule hearth fire there, and you can relight it the next morning. So you have the the same fire throughout the Yule bur- period. As it burns, you'll need to pull the wick out from time to time, perhaps once or even twice a day. What I do, again having looked at at CS demonstration, is that I have a, a candle standing by, and then I move the flame to the candle pull the wick a little bit with a tweezer or something, and light it again. You'll need to fill uh, the lamp from time to time with oil. My Mine is rather big, it's almost like a bowl. Uh, it requires to be filled like a couple of times per week. A smaller lamp will of course require to be filled more often. You can then use this flame to light your Yule candles that I've demonstrated how to make in another video, but I recommend uh, restricting this flame a little bit. It's not a flame for lighting cigarettes or any old kind of candle that you are blowing out again and all these kind of things. So you can place this Yule lamp in your home and perhaps make an extra secure place for it overnight, like place it in in a big pan or something like that. Make sure that you're careful about this. Leaving a fire while you sleep is a little bit of a tricky thing to do. Like if you have a cat, perhaps don't do it. You know, be super careful uh, about uh, live fire in your house. But also, you know, people have been doing this for millennia, so it really ought to be possible to do it in a responsible way. This is a way of keeping a sacred fire in your home. uh, In this case, a Yule flame. Cool. Thanks for listening and uh, see you around.